0: The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 5 is entitled, Political Correctness 2023, Part 2.
1: Stanford University produced the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. The following is their purpose statement.
0: The goal of the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is to eliminate many forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, and biased, disability bias, ethnic bias, ethnic slurs, gender bias, implicit bias, sexual bias, language, in Stanford's websites and codes.
1: May I encourage you to listen to Podcast 4 before listening to this podcast? However, they can be understood separately. This is a continuation of Part 1. Some of the phrases recommended by the Stanford Committee on Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative communicate no information. For example, rather than the phrases, handicapped parking, handicapped, or handicapped space, the committee recommended the following substitutes, accessible parking, person with a disability, or accessible space. Trying to remove all connotations, they neutralize the language. We all have disabilities of some kind, and in a crowded parking lot, we all look for accessible parking or accessible space. The only offense is the Stanford Committee on Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, which is a form of mind control. If you preface each initiative with the phrase, thou shalt not, it reveals the fanatical religion it is. Stanford does not want separation of church and state. They want separation of competing religions and state. The same committee replaced the acronym OCD with the phrase Detail Oriented. OCD refers to those with an obsessive compulsive disorder. Are they suggesting that all detail oriented people have OCD? My wife alphabetizes her spices and makes infinite lists. Does she have OCD? The committee kills language, stripping it both of its denotation and connotation. According to the Stanford committee, you can't even use the phrase rule of thumb, because supposedly the phrase is attributed to an old British law that allowed men to beat their wives with sticks no wider than their thumb. Were you aware that every time you said rule of thumb, you were encouraging husbands to beat their wives with a stick? How lucky we are that Stanford has nipped it in the bud. Wait. By Stanford logic, you can't say nip it in the bud because it suggests violence to plants. For a fish, I don't think so. They banned the phrase spirit animal because it might offend people who identify with animals. Once you're converted to their religion, there is no end to the commandments. One is tempted to call that lunacy, but you can't use the word lunacy because it comes from lunatic, which comes from moonstruck, which means crazy. And according to the Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, the lunatics defines people by just one of their characteristics. They ban the word brave because it perpetuates the stereotype of the noble, courageous savage, equating the indigenous male as being less than a man. They also condemn the use of the word chief. There is a pattern. The Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is an artificial attempt to turn one group against another. None of those words were offensive until the Stanford Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative made them so. In other words, they want the Indians, the blacks, and all people of color to be offended. They want to convince them that the language was created by white Anglo-Saxon male supremacists to oppress all people of color. They want them to hate the whites. It has nothing to do with sensitivity training. It is and will always be about gaining power. They want to be seen as everyone's champion who has non-white skin. They exclude whites only because they must have an enemy. To be a champion, you must have a well-defined enemy, and whites, conservatives, and Christians are very convenient. If an enemy doesn't exist, then you must create one. An example I used in the last podcast illustrates my point. The Stanford Language Butchering Committee condemned the word thug for the following reason. After admitting that the term refers to a violent person or criminal, the committee objects to the word thug because it takes on a racist connotation when used in certain circles. The language of the committee is deliberately vague, but you know what it means. It is acceptable to use the term thug when referring to a violent person or criminal who is white. But it is not acceptable to use the word thug when it is referring to a violent person or criminal who is black. When referring to white skin, it is good. When referring to black skin, it is racist. Who are the racists here? The truth is the Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is actively promoting racism against whites. Such a list can never make any sense. They condemn the word addict because they don't want to define their person by just one of their characteristics. Perhaps they should attend one or more addiction anonymous meetings where very brave people face their addictions one day at a time. Regardless of other so-called characteristics, those addicts have decided to focus primarily upon the one trait that has robbed them of their cherished freedom. The committee actually suggested that rather than addiction, you should use the term devoted. To see the absurdity of their suggestion, simply replace the term addiction with the term devoted. Devoted to heroin. Devoted to alcohol. Devoted to crack cocaine. It almost sounds noble. Now use the term as it was meant to be used. Devoted to God. Devoted to country. Devoted to family. The words are not interchangeable. In the same way, you cannot replace the term insane with the word surprising or wild as the committee tells you to. Or their term guru with the term subject matter expert. Gentleman with everyone. Transsexual with non-gender and conforming folk. Thug with suspect. Victim with person who has been impacted. Grandfather with legacy. The substitutes not only erase the original meaning, they carry no meaning at all. They forbid you to use the term Indian summer because somehow it offends Indians. Cakewalk because in some convoluted way, when slaves mock their enslavers by covertly using exaggerated dance, the white enslavers would hold for entertainment where the prize was a cake. Gangbusters, which insults gangs. By the way, they replaced the phrase gray hat hacker, which according to them holds racial connotations that offend the blacks with the phrase hacktivist. However, they replace white hat hacker with ethical hacker because white hat hacker also offends the black because it suggests that white equals good. In case you missed it, they care nothing about offending the whites. But in their world, everything offends the blacks. They replace the term convict with a person who is or was incarcerated. So they don't define the convict by one characteristic. They replace homeless person with the phrase a person without housing. For the same reason, they ban terms such as immigrant, prisoner, and prostitute. Using their logic, you cannot call anyone anything because every title is offensive. The Stanford Committee on Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative bans words that describe violence because describing a violent act promotes violence. Phrases such as beating a dead horse or killing two birds with one stone or more than one way to skin a cat promotes violence against animals. It suggests that one's mind is so triggered that whenever one hears those phrases, they want to beat a dead horse, stone a bird, or skin a cat as if they were all mindless robots. You can't use the word hillbilly or hick because they are offensive to hillbillies and hicks. There goes a billion-dollar industry. It is only the elite at Stanford whose feathers are ruffled. Or does that promote violence against chickens? They condemn the phrase hip-hip-hooray because the Germans apparently used the term in hunting down Jewish citizens. If you didn't know that, join the other 350 million Americans who didn't either. But of course, I can't use the word Americans because it offends everyone in Canada and South America. The committee also banned the term normal because the phrase normal person results in the othering of non white people. One cannot possibly exaggerate the silliness of the Stanford Committee of the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. But notice the non white people again. Has it come to your attention yet that the villain is always white Caucasian males? The words are only forbidden to whites. Apparently, the term normal person also offends those with disabilities, mental illness, or disease as not being whole or regular. In effect, it denies that disability, mental illness, or disease doesn't even exist. Some words are banned because they are subconsciously offensive. In other words, people are unaware they're being offended. Therefore, the Stanford Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative wants to inform them that they should be offended. The committee banned the following terms as being subconsciously offensive. White hat hacker, white paper, white team, white box, white list, and white space. Again, it is because white means good and black means bad. Therefore, anything white offends the non-white. They ban words such as black list, black bald, black box, black hat, black sheep, black mark, and brown bag because they also offend the blacks for the same reason. Has it occurred to the committee that they are claiming that all non-white people, all people with disabilities, diseases, addictions, or problems, or paranoid schizophrenics who find offense everywhere? There is an insanity to the entire project. According to the Stanford Committee on Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, language dealing with white Caucasian males should also be banned. You should no longer use the terms man, man hours man-in-the-middle, mankind, man-made, man-power, or seminal. All terms are offensive that refer to age, disability, race, or culture. The Stanford Committee on Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative even condemned the word Karen because it is used to ridicule or demean a certain group of people based on their behaviors. Too bad for you who were Christian Karen. Using that logic, you shouldn't call a criminal a serial killer rapist, child molester, and so on. If you use such foul language to define someone by a single characteristic, you are the villain, not the serial killer, the rapist, or the child molester. You might hurt their feelings. Political correctness has nothing to do with raising sensibilities. It has everything to do with mind control. We are being manipulated. The Stanford Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is creating hatred where there was no hatred. Racism, where there was no racism. Tribalism, where there was no tribalism. Discord, where there was no discord. And enemy, where there was no enemy. We all have disabilities of certain sorts. It is part of being human. They are creating a new religion that is taking over our government. Simply put the phrase, thou shalt not, in front of every banned word if you want to see the true motivation. They are stealing your freedom by manipulating your conscience. There is no greater power than to control one's conscience. They want you to feel good about their form of slavery. It is no wonder that they ban all words dealing with slavery. It will prevent you from seeing your new masters. We would do well to heed the words of the only worthy master. Be wary of wolves in sheep's clothing. He also said, the truth shall make you free. The Stanford Committee on the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is spread in lies. Do not be deceived into thinking the left is innocent. Stanford University has a deserved reputation as a leading university. They are not frivolous. They have an agenda. They promote wokeism. They promote liberalism. They promote socialism. They promote racism and globalism. They want to destroy America. Like the major news media and the social media and the other major universities, they oppose the old America. They oppose the Democratic Republic. They know what they are doing. They, like Obama and Biden, want to remake or transform America. Do you really believe they reject the term grandfather because it is related to slavery? Or they reject the term American because it offends other nations on the American continents? They are not stupid, but they think we are. They, like our politicians in Washington, Think they know better than we do what is best for us. Grandfathers suggest family, and they are opposed to traditional families. Americans suggest nationalism, and they are opposed to nationalism. They want globalism, socialism, and a new world order. Remember when Obama said we are no longer a Christian nation? Now why would he feel it necessary to say that? The answer is simple. Christianity stands in the way of the woke society of socialism, and of the new world order, as do strong families, conservatism, self-reliance, and patriotism. Judged by the effect, not by the shirt coated language, bitter medicine is always sweetened. Perhaps it is time that we took back our language. I say this to the Stanford Committee on Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, that we will no longer turn a blind eye. We are going on the warpath. We are circling the wagons, holding down the fort standing up for our rights, sitting down to a powwow, drawing on our tribal knowledge, increasing in manpower, aborting their campaign against the English language. We are proud Americans. We live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. We will blacklist the blacklisters, man the barricade, kill two birds with one stone, and skin the cat. We will no longer be handicapped by the uppity universities who want to sell us down the river. We are joining the white team, the black team, the brown team equally. We want all, whether they are ladies or gentlemen, whether they are wearing white hats or black hats, whether they are on the main floor of the balcony, in the private box of the peanut gallery, or their name is Karen. All men are created equal. God is no respecter of persons. We will no longer be blackmailed or blackballed. We will not prostitute ourselves to the word. We will use the pronouns we prefer. We will call a spade a spade, be master of our fate, crack the whip, take our best shot, man our war room, whip everyone into shape. There are too many chiefs and not enough Indians. We will no longer be the low man on the totem pole, the man in the middle. We will not be handicapped. We will not submit. We will not bury the hatchet. We are going to nip it in the bud, let loose the animal spirit, slaughter the assault on the English language. Let us all be brave. Let us put in the necessary man hours. Let's no longer be crippled. Let's be chief of our own soul and stand up for the rights of man. Now is the time for good men to come to the aid of their country. It is a seminal moment. We are survivors, not victims. We are not black sheep or convicts. We are masters of our fate, not prisoners to our fears. We invite all you hillbillies and hicks to join us. To all of you who are crazy or crippled or handicapped or lame, join us. We will have a stand-up meeting. We will accept the tone deaf, the wheelchair bound, the gray beards, and even the people from the Philippine Islands and all you gurus. We can never have too many gurus. (laughs) 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 Let's bury the hatchet. Have a powwow. Bring your spirit animals. Share your tribal knowledge. Use your preferred pronouns. We are inclusive. We will take gentlemen, firemen, freshmen, mailmen, landladies or sea ladies, half breeds or whole breeds, grandfathers or grandmothers, gray hat hackers and masters, and all you guys who think you have been sold down the river. Are you disabled, homeless, immigrant? No problem. Together we will pull the trigger, take a shot, take a stab, whip into shape. If you feel you have been gypped, this is the place to be. Together we will hold down the fort. And to all this I say, Hip, hip, hooray. Let's stop those who are murdering the English language for their own personal gain. Let them know they are beating a dead horse. It is time to quit beating around the bush. All of you unique, individual Americans, whether crippled or maimed, graybeards, handicapped, or bound to a wheelchair, it is your brave heart we want. Your wisdom and experience. Your faith and prayers. Stand with us and shout Geronimo and Pocahontas. I am happy to live in a land where we have freedom of speech. Taking some liberties with the words of Paul, I shall not allow my liberty to be judged of another man's conscience. If those in Stanford wish to enslave their souls to an artificial language, employ themselves in syrupy emotions, and drown in crocodile tears, I will not stand in their way. But I will not allow them to determine the pronouns or nouns or figures of speech that I use. I will not allow them to turn my world upside down or to compromise my will to theirs. It is a false world and a silly one. This is not 1984. This is not Russia or China. I am proud to be called an American. I honor our flag. I pledge my allegiance. I trust in God. And I say to all, God bless America, the land of the free and the home of the brave.